This is Solve It for Kids. Hello, my amazing and curious friends. My name is Jennifer, the Dean of All Things STEM and STEAM, and this is Solve It for Kids, the podcast that gives kids and families a peek inside the real world of scientists, engineers, and experts as they solve problems in their jobs using creativity, cooperation, and critical thinking. And now please welcome to the show my podcast partner, Galactic Space Geek, Jeff Ganya. Hello, Jennifer, and hello, listeners. And today we get to talk about something that is all throughout the solar system, helped form the solar system, <laughs> and helped shape the Earth, and it's still helping to do that. Yes, and that was a very big clue. So what problem are we solving today? What can we learn from volcanoes? What can we learn from volcanoes? I'm guessing the answer is a lot, but I'm very excited to hear what our guest has to say. Who is our guest today, Jeff? Our guest today is volcano expert, Skylar Hughes. He's a private tour guide for Big Island VIP. Welcome to the show, Skylar. Hi, thank you for having me, Jennifer and Jeff. How are you doing today? We are doing great. Yes. Glad so, to talk volcanoes. I, right, volcanoes. So, so everyone knows when my husband John and I were in Hawaii, Skylar was our tour guide on the, when we went to Kilauea volcano. And it was the most amazing trip I have ever been on. I think we asked you like a billion questions, <laughs> Skylar. And he answered every one of them. And I was like, you have to come on this podcast. Yeah, I uh, love talking about So we always like to start out with this question. Okay. When you were a kid, did you think volcanoes were cool? To be completely honest, no, I didn't really know a lot about <laughs> So I thought they were cool and stuff, but I thought there was only one type of volcano and they're always explode and stuff like that. After I moved to Hawaii, I learned that these volcanoes are different from any other volcanoes around the world. And there's many different types of volcanoes. These are also the safest volcanoes to get up to and explore, which is one of the reasons I was your guide. If I was at threat for them exploding. I probably wouldn't be a guide up there, but uh, I go up there, I feel pretty safe that I'll make it home safe and sound. <laughs> okay. That sounds cool with the different types and some being safer than others. We're going to have to get into that. Yeah. But I got to ask, since you are a now a volcano guide in Hawaii, where did you grow up? I grew up in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Mm. So it okay. is a resort town. There's only like one volcano there and it erupted, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago. And it's just a, you know, extinct volcano that's kind of the only volcanoes i know of basically growing up was this one called hans peak so i'm very interested in volcanoes now but back then i didn't really know too much i wasn't <laughs> i was more All interested right. in and stuff living in colorado springs right now i can completely understand yeah there's not a whole lot to get your to pique your interest for volcanoes <laughs> around here right now <laughs> Yeah, and out here in Hawaii, you know, we have active ones that are still going off right now, which is really cool. 
Yes. So Kilauea was erupting when we were there. So we got to see all of that. But let's talk about what kind of like, what can you learn from a volcano? Like, let's talk a little bit about some of the things you know about Kilauea um, and why it's an important volcano to understand. Well, Kilauea is very important because she's, you know, consistently active, like erupts roughly around like once every two to three years where a lot of other volcanoes dormant for thousands of years. Okay. So another volcano we have here is Mauna Loa, which means long mountain in Hawaiian. Mm -hmm. And she's, it's because she's the largest active volcano in the world, but she erupts once every about 25 to 38 years. So you don't see her erupt very often, but she is still considered active. The other one that's active is the one called Hawaii. Last time she erupted was 1801. So with herself, she's a little sister. She's only a little over 4,000 feet above sea level. She is uh, consistently active and she is, you know, putting on a show right now. She's a little bit quiet, but when Jennifer came and saw her, she saw lava just shooting up there. Very rare scene that a lot of volcanoes around the world are not doing right now or will not do maybe the next 100, 150 years or longer, which is pretty cool. So she's very much active and going. That's amazing. The 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 fact that Jennifer got to see with you on that tour, yes. shooting lava, <laughs> you know, it, everybody can see that on YouTube if you just go searching for, but to actually get a chance to go make that a part of your vacation yes. um, and to be able to do that is amazing. It so was- you were just describing... Sorry, Jennifer, you were just describing three different types of volcanoes. One that's still considered active, mm-hmm. but the last time we know that it erupted was 1801. So what is the, how long does it need to be not erupting mm-hmm. to be considered dormant or not active? So geologists have their own specific timeline, but it's estimated around 4,500 years to 6,000 years. That's the Whoa. general. I've looked at research different times and i've heard different stuff from different geologists but okay. the most i've seen is anywhere around like four thousand to six thousand years without an eruption can determine if it's extinct so that one hawaii 1801 we will not know in our lifetime or main lifetimes <laughs> extinct or if she is dormant but kilauea okay. definitely still going and we can learn a lot from volcanoes as far as without volcanoes hawaii would not exist Yes. So a lot that there's Hawaii and the beautiful beaches and the ocean water and waterfalls and all, it has all that. And they think that some people believe that volcanoes are just an addition. One of the things you can see on Hawaii right. without right. Hawaii would not exist. So they all made Hawaii. So if you go around to Hawaii on vacation, the landscape and everything like that, that's all made from volcanoes. So oh, those wow. mountains. Are volcano flows, there are lava flows on top of lava flows. So that makes the whole landscape of all of our beautiful islands of Hawaii. Yeah. Well, and there's so much more to see. It was amazing and it was serendipitous. It just Kilauea happened to be erupt. Like I think it wasn't erupting like the week before we got there or something. And it was while we were there. And that was amazing. Listeners, I will post some of my videos on the website page so you can see the cool things. But also I want to talk about. Aside from erupting, like you also took us to a lava tube. Can you talk to our listeners what that is? What I that did. is the so, coolest thing. Yeah, lava tube is very cool. And that's called the Thurston Lava Tube. It's one of the biggest attractions in the park. 
It's uh, 500 years old, discovered by a guy oh. named Lauren in the early 1900s. So it's been around since the park opened. The park opened eventually, well, it started in 1916, mm-hmm. and the was discovered before then. So basically what it will look like walking through, a lot of people will confuse it with a cave because yeah. it looks very much okay. like it. But how I explain lava tubes and what they are basically is I tell people to kind of imagine a frozen river, which is going to have a sheet of ice on top of that active stream of water underneath. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's essentially what a lava tube is and how it's created is it's a lava flow. And the top of it will what we call solidify, which means it hardens. Okay, so it's like a hard rock and stuff, but inside it's nice and insulated. And it can be heated up to about 2,200 degrees, our flow. So here in Hawaii, we have the hottest lava in the world. So eventually, this is feeding basically from a chamber, okay? And the top solidifies, but it keeps on moving. And this one goes about 25 miles, makes its way all the way to the ocean. Whoa. It flowed for about three to four years. And then once the lava is coming from that chamber and it's done pouring out lava, uh, all that lava kind of leaves together and pours into the ocean. And what it leaves us is remains of a tube that was the pathway of the lava. Mm -hmm. Okay. In it, you're walking where it used to be 2,200 degrees, and you're walking Uh down the path that it was uh, headed towards the ocean. Right. And let me me just say, so my husband's 6'2", and his head it cleared his head very well. I mean, it, unless you went like, you know, close to the edges, but in the middle, I mean, in some spaces it was really high. So this thing was big, like really big. So if they're bigger like that, that means that was flown for a lot more time. That was actually for years. And some lava tubes are, you know, the size of your arm or smaller. So they come in all different shapes and sizes. The one that we walked in, that's one of the bigger lava tubes that actually I've ever been in. But there are some that uh, you came and, you know, fit your arm in. So they come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> lava tubes, there's just hundreds and thousands of them all around the island underneath our wow. feet. And there's some that wow. pop up in the yard. But a lot of them are smaller. But there are some bigger ones that just have never been discovered and will never be discovered underneath our feet. Wow. So with oh. as much with as much volcanic activity as there is, because volcanoes are what made the Hawaiian Islands, are is Hawaii still changing because those volcanoes are still active? Hawaii does change actually. So these islands actually move two to three inches northwest every year. Okay. Ah, okay. As far- growing the big island keeps on growing the year 2018 we had a big eruption the big island yes. of hawaii additional 875 acres of new land in just the year 2018 wow alone. whoa in 2017 it was water so this island keeps on growing every single year and as we keep on moving on this plate we're surfing uh the islands and stuff like for instance the grandmother island Kauai, looks a lot different than when she started because she's taking over 6 million years of rainfall that's going to basically shape her mm-hmm. and okay. kind of a bit of her as well. So the islands are changing and they're basically done growing, but the big island is still forming today. Right. So they are changing. Yes. Every year they kind of break away little pieces. They kind of get run down, get these cool carb shaped mountains from all the rainfall we get every year 
I mean, the Big Island is still growing to this day and has many, many more, you know, acres to grow. Wow. Well, and to be clear, we should say, because I don't think we said this. So we're talking about Volcanoes National Park, which is on the Big Island, which is where we did the tour. But the other thing that that I don't think I realized until I went there was how much of the hardened lava is there. And like you could take us to places and say that was from a volcano flow in this year. And that was from a volcano flow in this year. Mm-hmm. You know, it wow. doesn't go away. Like it's all still there. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So, I mean, there's many different flows and throughout the park and stuff like that. 74, the biggest one that we kind of go and take a look at is from 1969 to 1974. Okay. That kind of created a mini shield volcano called Mana Ulu. And that's just a complete lava field. So that took its time, five years, and created a lava river. And then that flow eventually made its way down the hill, went to the ocean. So that's um, morally a lot of the one we covered is that 1969 to 1970. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of the park. But there's so many different flows. I mean, the park is about 523 square miles. And put that in comparison, about 74 square miles in the whole island of Oahu, just our national park alone. Wow. It's a very, very big park. So we have a lot of flows in there from all different dates and years. The ones I took you to, though, are the ones that are kind of the most known eruptions that have happened in the past. Right. That sounds fascinating. My space geek, Jeff, brain just kind of kicked in, (laughs) in that, you know, there's beautiful national parks here in Colorado, where I live, and all over the continental United States. But this national park that you work and give tours in, like, the earth is literally reforming itself Mm -hmm. and you are able to point out different geologic times as well as like right up to current of, Hey, this wasn't here. The last time, you know, the last (laughs) time your family visited Hawaii, this part of the park wasn't here. That's fascinating. Yeah, and it's all fascinating about even just like the U.S. mainland from 100 million years ago to 64, 250 million years ago. I mean, it looks completely different than how it does now. So a lot of people have these land masses stay exactly where they're at. They move, you know, just a tiny little bit every year and Mm -hmm. stuff and they form themselves. So, yeah, you definitely take Hawaii in a different shade of light when you do this job. And that's kind of why I try to get people to see it in a different light. Because there's so much interesting stuff about these islands. They're very, you know, interesting, magical. A lot of people study them for that specific reason. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing that I remember about seeing this is, of course, this is all hardened lava, like very hard rock. But there's patterns in the flows. So you could kind of see, it's like you can watch how the lava was moving around. And it kind of leaves these swirls and patterns. And then a drain. Can you talk to me about the lava drain? Because I thought that was amazing. Yeah. So a lava drain is essentially connected to a fissure crack. What a fissure crack is are the ground basically opens up to a crack and lava is usually ejected out of those fissure cracks. Okay. And sometimes when they're ejected, a lot of times the lava will go back in. And then connected uh. with the fissure crack in this part of the park I showed Jennifer, it is basically a drain where the lava is kind of making a little so- drain fissure crack and it's kind of like a bathtub drain okay so yeah. a lot of lava ejected out but then a lot of it will go back into that fissure crack and this created a little drain 
where it empties right back into the ground, kind of where it came from. And uh, yeah, those drains are really cool. I try to take as many people there as I can. And Jennifer, has, I'm, I'm sure you have pictures of it and stuff oh, like yeah. that. You can tell the pattern of it because uh, you can see basically, yeah, the marks of it going back into this drain. So lava usually tells the story, kind of leaves a fingerprint. Tell basically from looking at it of if it was a fast flow, if it was a slower oh, flow. Okay. Kind of the formations it makes always kind of gives us a little story. So we have two types of lava. We have some called aa, which mm-hmm. moves at a faster rate, and then another kind called pohoihoi. And that moves at a slower rate. So we say that pohoihoi is more like a ketchup texture, and that ah is more like a peanut butter texture. Okay. So Jennifer, that lava tube and the lava drains and stuff like that, that was more of a pohoihoi flow going back into the ground. So it was moving a little bit slower. And it would have been really awesome to see back in 1974. But all we have is the remains of it, which is still really cool to explore, though. I mean, it is because it la- it leaves like this swirl pattern, like what, how you watch water go down your drains. You can look yep. at this and be like, this is how it slowly went down. So even though it was many years later, you could see the swirl. That's what, like Jeff was just saying, it's, it's amazing to look at this geography and imagine it alive, kind of like moving yes. and changing recently. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so it did happen, yeah, in 74, but, you know, we can still look at it as if it's almost still active. It just kind of, it's like a little capsule frozen in time. So lava solidifies in, you know, seconds and it just leaves, you know, a really cool story for us to show and tell people. Yeah. So you were just describing faster flows and slower flows. So... When all you're left with is the flow is gone and the hardened lava that's left, what's the difference? How can you tell the difference in the markings that it left? So if you have them up to close, they're basically a night and day difference. So awe is usually kind of more of like, think of kind of like charcoal burning sort of stuff. Okay, so <laughs> okay, downhill and it's going to usually be in pieces. And it's going to be that jaggedy stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, little kids and people if you're walking on it barefoot you'd probably be saying you know ah 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 <laughs> okay well ah okay so it's that very very sharp jaggedy stuff that you don't want to walk on it can break and stuff like that you want to get off that stuff okay so that's called ah and first off what it starts as is that other stuff pohoihoi and pohoihoi moves very slow and then once pohoihoi goes down a hill or something picks up in velocity the viscosity of it thickens as well as the velocity. Ah, okay. Ah, uh-uh stuff. And once it turns into ah, uh, it's not turned back into poihoi. So some of the flows, uh, they just stay slow. They don't hit, you know, velocity or anything like that. And they stay as poihoi, and that's how they harden. But if they're ah, uh-uh, it means that they picked up in velocity and viscosity somewhere along their path where they're traveling, and that turned it into the ah. Uh-uh. So they're not. Um, they're basically the exact same composition of both things. It's not like the awe has different materials in the pohoihoi. They're the same okay. velocity mm-hmm. and viscosity. That's the only difference of them. Had wow. no idea that velocity and viscosity would leave a different trace that you'd be able to tell the difference. Yeah. Had no idea. Yeah, much different, much different too. Um, there's a couple spots. I took Jennifer up to where they're right next to each other, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you know, you, once they're That's next to cool. each other. The night and day difference of them, but it's the same flow. It's just a little bit, you know, later, could be a couple of weeks earlier, 
But uh, it's the same exact flow from 69 to 74, but look different, even different colors as well, too. Yeah. Well, so the islands, or I should say the volcanoes on the Hawaiian islands, they're not necessarily explosive, right? They they more just kind of erupt and flow. Is that they, true? Uh, yeah, they kind of ooze out. Okay. And the of that is there's something called silica. So if you haven't heard of silica, it's kind of the main ingredient in sand. Yes. A lot of times open up a package of food, a little packet falls out that says, do not eat. Yes. And that's okay. a silica packet. Basically, it takes up the moisture in the food so it doesn't spoil. Right. So volcanoes all around the world are very rich in this silica. And basically, that makes them, their consistency more like, again, kind of a peanut butter where gas bubbles get caught in that thick lava mm-hmm. and build up pressure and they explode. So why our volcanoes don't really explode is because we have a very, very low amount of silica. Barely any uh, at all. We do have a little bit. And it makes it more like a ketchup texture type lava where gas bubbles have no problem making their way to the surface and being released into the atmosphere. So they don't build up pressure for that specific reason. So a bubbling volcano is a very good volcano. And that's all of our volcanoes in Hawaii, which are called yes. shield. Okay. And shield volcanoes, if you look at them from up top, they're shaped like a shield. I tell a lot of people, though, they're shaped kind of like turtle shells. They're very okay. wide, okay? So they're not those cone-shaped ones. We don't have those in Hawaii. We have only shield volcanoes, which are found in the Hawaiian Islands, because our flows, due to that less amount of silica, they flow very far and very wide, which make these shield volcano formations. And our volcano has exploded. Last time it exploded was 2018, hmm. but only because, and these volcanoes are very different, Kilauea, this lava sinks underneath the ground. And that happened in ah. 2018. And ledges from around the whole caldera collapsed because they had no support when the lava left. Mm-hmm. And ledges on top of that, that gas is still being produced and it can't breathe with the ledge on it. So it did explode, but it doesn't explode the volcano itself. It shoots up pieces of the ledge. And those are called gotcha. vol- They're anywhere from the size of bowling balls to refrigerator size that shot up out of the caldera um into the park into people's houses actually hit a guy in the leg almost shared his leg in half in 2000 and so bombs are what occur basically when our volcano explodes but as much as the other ones like a lot of people have heard of mount saint helens and vesuvius mount vesuvius they don't do that they're very different from that yeah okay wow like i'm fascinated with this (laughs) stuff right now this is awesome i'm wishing i was on that tour Oh, it was cool because so I'm gonna have you, to go. I was gonna say because you could see the lava bombs. Like he'd be like, and and they're not. Some of them are not small. Like they're big. But yeah. So most anyway. of the size, a bowling ball size to refrigerator size. Um, <laughs> you know the wow. that volcano has it shoots it out like nothing. That's amazing. So. With you just talking about all of the the volcano bombs and, you know, they don't erupt or they don't explode the way other volcanoes do. Just before we got on air, you were kind of talking to us about how Kilauea erupted in 2018 and sort of exploded, but it has calmed down since, but you already know that it's starting to heat back up. Can you explain how you know sort of when to expect? Well, there's volcanologists all around the park and geologists and stuff, and they can give okay. us updates on websites. So we can actually literally go onto the uh, website right now and watch the volcano live. Mm-hmm. 
actually see kind of what it's doing. And then they give us updates on basically the stages of when they predict it's about to erupt. So they're pretty on top of that. They know. Okay. So they kind of more dive into depth of doing the readings and stuff like that and how it's heating up. And basically they have expectations of when they think it's about to erupt and they inform us. And, uh, you know, us as tour guys, we're really excited, hoping that it goes off because we love <laughs> sure. what it's doing. Uh, like Jennifer got saw it at amazing time and then doing uh, tours like right now and stuff. It's still amazing to see everything. It's yes. never, never a dull moment in the park because there's so much to see. Yeah. But right. a lot of times want to see lava. And unfortunately, the, you know, lava, we call her Pele, which is the fire goddess. She kind of has a mind of her own and she erupts when she wants to. So right sure. now she's a little quiet, but we're hoping that she's going to heat up pretty soon and give us a show. That's what we're really That's, hoping for. I got to tell you, up until just that moment, I wasn't jealous of you, but I just realized <laughs> that all the rest of us check the weather lady's report on whether it's going to rain or snow, <laughs> you know, before we leave the house in the morning. You're checking a volcanologist's report <laughs> to see how active your volcano is going to be for tours that day. We check that. We'll check the weather too because it can be pretty nasty up there. And then if it's really foggy, then that kind of can, you know, we can't see any of the lava too. So that's definitely a second check. But we, yeah, we check the volcano and we that's check. Pretty cool. And a blue sky day with lava, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. And no. it's great. And very, very lucky to experience that on a beautiful day. It was. And and also, I recommend people take your binoculars with you because uh-huh. we, we happened to buy binoculars for our, we were on Maui the day before looking at whales, but it was great to see because people, you don't get close to the volcanoes, <laughs> to the lava, right? You don't, yeah, you don't. <laughs> And stuff. Yeah, we will bring binoculars on our guides. We have binoculars. I remember you guys did bring your own, but we have yeah. binoculars you guys to use. And kind of wrapping back to that, you don't get close to the volcano, guys. We stay a little way because it's not just the heat that's very dangerous, but they emit five gases mm-hmm. and yeah, water vapor, which is just steam. Right. And then we have sulfur dioxide, which is a very, very bad gas. You do not want to breathe that in. High amounts, it can kill you. And it kills plants, trees, animals, anything in its path. And then we have CO2. We also have chlorine and fluorine. So we got those five gases that come out of the volcano, which is called VOG, V-O-G. And that stands for volcanic organic gases. So really getting close to the volcano, breathing those in is actually the really harmful part that you don't want to get close to it. So a lot of people try to get really close and take these pictures and sneak down an area that... You're not supposed to be in to get those cool pictures. Little do they know they can take in these gases and it's very, yes. very their health. So when volcanologists get near the crater and they kind of walk down there, they're in a full on, you know, mask and everything like that. So they're not right. breathing yes. the solar gas and all that stuff. So they're taking precautions every day they get close to it. And that's the danger of it. And that's why we don't get close to it. Yes. Back in 1959, though, they could walk right up to it and get up to it because they didn't know about those gases back then. <laughs> but now today, we know those gases, they're very deadly. And that's kind of the worst part of the volcano, what it emits and stuff. And gotcha. that's stay back for yeah. good reasons. Yes. Yes. But, so do you happen to have a favorite point in Volcano National Park? One of my favorite ones is the formations, which is just off the side of the road. It's not specific. There's not really a point of what it's called and stuff. It's the flow from 69 to 74. 
but okay. it's coming and it has these really cool formations of Pohoyhoy, and mm-hmm. you can check out different formations. You can see Aa, which is right next to it. So mm-hmm. I shown people the differences between Aa and Pohoyhoy, and okay. then I you know, get up and kind of climb on it and stuff like that. And for them to walk on it, it's like you know they've never walked on it before. And mm-hmm. uh, formations and stuff, and people just get like wow when I pull up there, and they see that all these sounds cool. I kind of explain right then and there too how they make the road by blasting with dynamite to make the road. Okay. Yep. This hair, which is uh, volcanic glass, I have a really good piece of that. I kind of stash there on the side of the road at that viewpoint. Nice. That they get a beautiful view of the valley, the ocean. Yeah. Looking to the right, they can see all the lava flows that came down the hill throughout the years. It's a really, really beautiful spot. That as nice. well as the lanes are probably my two favorite spots in the park. Yeah. sound good it, it was amazing i mean it was amazing you know I, let's see i grew up in central illinois and then we've lived in florida for what 27 years or something <laughs> so it was a completely foreign you know geographic event for me like i'd never seen mountains first of all we're at four thousand feet which you know by the way it's it's co- way cooler up there than you think right you're on hawaii but in the morning it was a little chilly in january up there yeah, and we have about, you know, 10 out of the 14 eco zones in the world. So that's more than anywhere else in the world. Yeah. So we, people, we start off in something called the Kayu Desert, and then we end up in the rainforest, lava fields. So mm-hmm. throughout our island, you know, we have snow on this island. Uh, the top of Mauna Kea, which means White Mountain, and uh, that's one of our volcanoes. And the cool thing about Mauna Kea is she means White Mountain in Hawaiian, and then from her summit to the base, which more about 17,000 feet or so of base submerged in the ocean, she's measured to be the tallest mountain on earth, even taller wow. than Everest. So Everest is the tallest mountain above sea level, but Mount Everest is 29,000 feet with Mauna Kea is over 30,000 feet. But above sea level, she's about 13,803 feet above sea level, but she's over 30,000 feet. Yeah, there's just so much to see. Also with the company I work for, Big Island VIP, we do customized tours and stuff like that so right. if something that our group wants to see we're more willing to you know show them that over other stuff so if someone comes and they see this and they say i want to see those lava drains we can <laughs> definitely so we kind of customize the tour to what they're really interested in kind of get a feel for them and what i think they'll enjoy and you know with their experience oh, yeah. i'm imagining a whole lot of listeners right now are listening on one web browser page and in another web browser, they are starting to plan a Hawaiian vacation. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, plan it with me, Skylar. I'm a, <laughs> uh, oh, we have about three other great guys that you yeah. know have just as much experience, more actually too. So we love to, yeah, plan it with show you everything you guys want to see. And the cool thing is we're with you step-by-step. Some, some companies will, you know, we got, there's a bunch of great companies out there, but sometimes they'll just drive to the point, let them out, go look at it. They get back in the van and they just shuttle them spot to spot. Here we're walking the whole thing with you because there's so much gotcha. information uh, to learn. So yeah, we love, we love, you know, we're, we like to say we're uh, volcano nerds. We love <laughs> going and kind of, you know, letting them explore and stuff because you're going to leave Hawaii, especially the big island with a whole new mindset that you had no idea existed, which is pretty cool. Exactly. And for, for me, you know, with big island VIP, you like, we asked you billions of questions, both John, my husband, John and I, 
And he answered all of them. And then he, you know, so for us, it was an educational experience too. So if you're looking for that, you know, it was, we just had tons of fun. Yeah. And kids, kids enjoy, you know, it's, it's not like a lecture class and stuff. It's hands on. Kids learn a lot of but in a fun way. So, you know, they're, it's, they're on vacation and stuff. A lot of them, sometimes they skip school. Sometimes they're on spring break, but they're still learning a lot of stuff. And I've had many kids that they have projects on Kilauea Volcano. Like, yeah, you know, they explored, um, they're like assigned to, so they come over here and I give them lots of information and stuff like that, that they can take back for their report and whatnot. But it's a really, really fun experience and very, I love, I love questions. So it was really, I enjoyed with you guys, especially because I love questions. You have questions like drill me with them because I love questions. I love answering them. you take away the most you can from your experience with us yeah it was fantastic okay well we could probably talk volcanoes for forever but we are at that point in the show where we ask each of our guests to give us give our listeners a challenge so what challenge do you have for our listeners skylar so a challenge i have for you is to maybe find out what kind of rock all the hawaiian islands are made of okay so there's type of rock that creates all of these islands and that's a hundred percent the landscape of hawaii so these are not mountains of dirt in the middle of the ocean they are all lava rocks okay but what type of lava rock are these okay so there's different types of them but if you guys can figure out which type of rock creates all of hawaii i think that'd be really good to listen understand and research it because there's a bunch of different types of rocks and that is a good challenge for you. So yeah, I like that. I do too. I think that's fabulous. Well, this has been so fantastic and we will yes. have to come back again and do another <laughs> tour with you, Skylar, because it was I'm so much fun. Just going to come with. Your way out here too, as well. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being thank us all for kids. All right. Thank you, Jennifer and Jeff. Thanks for having me. Well, after that episode, I am officially jealous that I was not on your family vacation to take this tour with Skylar on the volcanoes (laughs) of Hawaii and his challenge. I love that he did not jump straight to build yourself a little baking soda and vinegar volcano because he knows everybody's already done that. But we actually need to learn something real about the volcanoes and the islands of Hawaii of finding out what kind of rock make up the islands of Hawaii. Exactly. Yes. And as I said multiple times during this episode, that was a fabulous tour. But it it wasn't just meeting Skylar, which, which was amazing, but walking amongst the rock on the volcanoes you don't even realize how how hard it is and you know if you slip and fall it really hurts you know like it's it's everywhere it's like grass out there it's it's really an amazing sight so those of you that um haven't seen it um be sure to check out our website solveforkids.com we'll have pictures from the volcanoes on hawaii on our website we'll have more information and probably some videos about volcanoes And then be sure, always, we'd love to hear comments or questions. You can tag us on our social media. We are at KidSolve at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So go out and learn more about volcanoes. And be sure to send us the answer to Skylar's challenge of what type of rock 
make up the islands of Hawaii. Until next time, you'll hear Jen and Jeff on Solve It for Kids. Kids.